This is The Good Stuff. Let's get to know those who are doing the good stuff in our community. We'll chat with everyone from small business owners to local officials. Join us as we go around town to find the hidden gems. This is your host, Andy Tomlinson. Welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. Well, welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. I'm here with a special guest, Aaron Alsop, the uh, director of Big Brothers Big Sisters, newly director. Yes, that's right. Uh, and and newly back to Chillicothe. Yeah, well, in the last in the last year now. You're right. Yeah. Um. So tell me. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. My and, first experience as a guest on a podcast. And, so and you're, here we go. You're nervous, but don't be. It's, it'll be <laughs> fine. Um, so tell me about your last couple of years. Uh, you, you lived abroad. We did. My husband, my sons, and I lived in Valencia, Spain from February of 2016 until July of 2020. Wow. And what was that like to live it there? It was Amazing. Fantastic. Um, We were missionaries in Valencia uh, for college students. We had a ministry that served college students. We lived about mm, two kilometers or so from the Mediterranean coast. Wow. That's beautiful. Didn't terribly. No, (laughs) it was was pretty nice. Yeah. Um, We lived in a small neighborhood of a big city. A city of about a million people. It's wow. the third largest city in Spain. So we had all of the conveniences of a regular city, but it was different than our life here. We lived in an apartment, the seventh floor of an, apart- of an apartment building. Was there an elevator? Or would you have to we walk? did have an elevator, okay. right. but I went to Ikea yesterday and I walked in one of the little setup areas that they had and it said 950 square feet. That's the size that my family of five with three growing boys Whoa. lived in. It was... That's a culture shock. It was. It was a culture shock. Holy <laughs> cow. It was fantastic. Honestly, the Mediterranean lifestyle suits me very well. <laughs> and the food, right? The food was amazing. I bet. The food was amazing. Lots um, of fresh vegetables, seafood. They have um, one of the largest exports of rice out except for China and areas like that, um, right there in Valencia. And so rice is in a lot of their dishes. Paella is yeah. most famous. Have you, so Fantastic. have you brought that back here? So have uh, you started a little cooking bit, that one? A little bit. I've, um, I've always loved to cook and bake. So that's always been part of what our family does. Yeah. Um, so it definitely has influenced my, my culinary arts yeah. <laughs> at home. So uh, mostly the schedule has influenced, though, which makes sense for our, our family because our boys aren't getting home from practices and stuff like that after school until 7.30. So we eat dinner at 8.30 and yeah. everyone else thinks that's so late. It's bedtime. But for us, it's kind of normal that's now. Normal, yeah. That's normal because that was the way they did it, right? Right. They Typically, you have dinner around 9 in wow. Spain. Um Lunch is also different. You have lunch around two in the afternoon, but you also have two hours of break from work for wow. lunch. Not to say that you don't go back to work. You have to go back to work. So they call but, that a siesta, right? Yes, they yeah. do, and it's it's a very real thing. So, nice. We should take some of that. I wouldn't complain too much. No. <laughs> now, getting off work at seven thirty is not as fun. No, that's awful. So. But uh, can you tell a difference in people? Like when they, you know, they take a two hour break and. 
It's much more relaxed and like focused that. on relationships. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of focus on sitting down at the table and enjoying not just grabbing a sandwich yeah. and eating in your car as you go from one meeting to another, um, which I personally really love being able to sit down and have a real conversation over a table. Right. Um, and even after work, they get off work a little bit later, but they walk home or they ride their bike home, or even if they drive a car, they take a walk around the neighborhood and meet up with their friend in a cafe or a bar and have a drink and socialize a little bit yeah. while their kids are at practice or. And, and dinner's there like two hours, right? Is that normally? Yeah. yeah. Not now. Not, not during the not, week. Day. Not during the week when you no. have work, work and school and all of that stuff. Weekends but, for sure. But weekends for sure. Yeah. It's dining as opposed to eating. <laughs> right. Like we eat as quick as we can. Exactly. We're done. But yeah. There it's, it's spread out. It's spread out full courses. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. And then afterwards, usually uh, in my experience, I don't know, maybe it's, um, don't, doesn't people, they walk around the town like yeah. afterwards to digest. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. We, here we are. We just, we loved it. <laughs> we, we eat here in America and then we jump in your car and drive home. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, maybe we, we have it wrong. Um, yep. so, uh, living in, in Spain during the, uh, pandemic. What was that like? The lockdown there? It was real. Um, yeah. it hit about the same time as here, maybe a few days earlier than it hit here. Uh, but like I said, we were stuck in our 950 yeah. square foot apartment, the five of us, my husband, Eric went out for groceries about every other day. Um, but that for about seven weeks, that's the only outside exposure that we had. The boys and I were stuck in our apartment. I was sick with COVID at the beginning of the pandemic, actually. So I was laid up for a good 10 days. Um, but the boys and I did not leave our apartment. We didn't have a terrace or a balcony or anything. So we were just confined. Wow. <laughs> the, um, what, what did you they do? They took it very seriously. Oh, yeah. And the... Honestly, the community took it very seriously also. They respected the rules. They did not go out. If you had a dog, you were allowed to walk around the block. Um, you were allowed to go to the pharmacy, the hospital, or the grocery store. And people people stuck to it, especially sure. at first. Yeah, well. Then. So it was, it was very interesting, though. At 8 p.m. every night, I think it was at 8 p.m. every night, they everyone opened their windows, went out on their balconies, if they had balconies, and like wave to each other and yeah. clap for the healthcare workers. And so that was kind of an, a moment of unity that was really cool to witness. And I saw it like, I don't know, maybe Facebook or something. Did they sing too? They sang a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's cool. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. Kind of a moment of solidarity and right. um, we're, hey, we're in this we're together. In this together. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was nice. Um, I don't think we have that anymore. Not yeah. around here. It's it's hard. It's such yeah. a polarized topic. Not it my sure favorite. It sure is. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, and as we talk, the hospitals are filled. We had to, Eric and myself, we probably would have stayed for the rest of our lives because we loved what we were doing. We loved where we were. Um, we had a great community around us. We missed family, of course. We missed Finn, friends, of course. But we felt really called to what we were doing. But when we took our whole family into account, um, especially for one of our sons, it was not the best fit. So we just decided that it was the right time. Um, our son Malachi began 
high school last year. So coming home in the summer at the end of the school year, when we made our decision, we thought we would just finish out the whole school year normally. Turned out it was anything but normal for our last semester. Um, but we came home in the summertime and then Malachi was able to begin high school in the fall. So that turned out to be a, a good break for, um, for him, for our family. Um, our other two sons were fine either way. Sure. They, they love their life. They love their soccer team and their friends in Spain. But of course they have adjusted well here too. They have lots of friends and they, yeah. they love their school and their soccer teams What, what school are they going to? They, they go to Unioto. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, and right before we came back, after we decided, but before we moved back, my husband was hired as a pastor at First Wesleyan Church, which is his self-proclaimed dream job. So oh, yeah. that didn't, that, that, that worked out well. Yeah. It's good to come <laughs> so, back. So it was, it was a good, it, it kind of worked out well. We, um, within, a week of moving back, we bought a house, we bought a couple of cars, Eric had a job, then I was hired um, as a part-time Spanish teacher for last school year. So wow. everything kind of fell Quick. into place quickly. Yeah. So it was just kind of confirmation that it was the right thing, the right time. Yeah. And you came back and, and now you're the director of Big Brothers Big Sisters. And, yes. Um, you're my neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just right down the street. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So that actually happened in February. I heard about that position opening, um, thought about it. I was a little bit intimidated at first. Um, then I just read more about the position, learned more about it and realized that it was very similar to what I did in Spain, yeah. the job that I loved that I left. Um, and so I went after it and they hired me. Here we are. Here we are. Started in June. Oh, you did. Okay. I started in June. Yes. Wow. Uh, and so you probably never dreamed to be the director and, uh, I'm sure it's a lot different than what you expected and, and you're making some changes. Um, so right now you have this big event coming up. Yes. Uh, it's, is that the biggest event they have? It's our biggest fundraiser. Yeah. Yes. So in 2020, it was a virtual event using videos of previous dancers, in 2019, it was the biggest event they had ever hosted. So, um, yes. the biggest fundraising event. Dance with kids. Dance sake. for kids sake. Yeah. Yes. Now, is this year going to be live or is it going to be a little bit of both? Uh, just since it's hard to. That is the question of the moment. Yeah. Um, we have been planning for the event to be live. Sure. Um, to be back, to be bigger, better than ever. And then Ross County took a turn. Yeah. So, of course, we started planning this um, as soon as I was hired. This was like the first agenda. We have to get this on, you know, this plan. This the biggest, they yeah. usually start planning more like March, April. And so we were already in June. So we began planning. Um, we are still in the process of going for a live event with a streaming capability. Okay. That's the current plan. Yeah. Um, we are considering plan B. I just want to make sure that we make the best decision for our agency, but mostly for the well-being of our volunteers, our staff, our community. Sure. Um, I want to be responsible in that. However, I do have to consider that it is the biggest fundraising event that we host and yeah. it only happens once, once a year. A year. Right. <laughs> I know it's a hard, it's a hard decision, it's a hard decision, but we're, we're in it. We are, we have some amazing dancers lined up. 
Um, I've been talking to various people in the community and different sectors. And so I'm confident that we're going to move forward in a responsible way that benefits everyone. Yeah. And maybe it would be a hybrid. It might be a hybrid. That's yeah. very, very good possibility. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it will all work. And I mean, at this point, there are no rules, right? <laughs> there isn't. If there's anything that's taught us uh, this pandemic. It's is taught us flexibility. Yeah. Adapt. Um, uh, so tell me about Big Brothers Big Sisters. Okay. Um, is there how many kids or, or, or adults are in, in the program, and is there a waiting list? Or absolutely. Well, when I was hired, we um, we had a waiting list of about eighty four kids. Uh, we've cleaned that up a little bit. There were some kids down there that probably shouldn't have been on there anymore. They had graduated or aged out of the program. So our current waiting list is 50 kids. Okay. Those are kids who are waiting for mentors that um, ha- are in our program. They participate in activities that we host, but they don't have the one-to-one mentorship yet. So our mission at Big Brothers Big Sisters is to create and support one-to-one mentoring relationships that ignite the power and the promise of youth. So that is our main focus. We do, in our five counties that we cover, we cover, um, we serve Ross County, Pike County, Pickway County, Fayette County, and Highland County. In all of those counties, we have about 20 matches. So those are the one-to-one mentoring relationships. Um, And then about 50 kids on the waiting list right now. So we have school-based programs that are getting up and running again now. They did not happen last year because of the pandemic. Um, But we are in the process of getting those up and running in our schools. We have programs that are in the process of starting at Chillicothe and Adena for Ross County. Um, New Hope Christian Academy in Circleville for Pickway County. Greenfield for Highland County. And then Southeastern also for Ross County and Waverly for Pike County. So those programs are in the process of starting again. They have been slow going again. Yeah. Pandemic. <laughs> it's kind of the answer to every question, right? It is. <laughs> um, I didn't realize you were in all those other counties. We are. We're, we're actually big brothers, big sisters of South Central Ohio. Okay. Full title. Right. And so uh, for some reason, I thought, did Columbus take, take it on and then... We are under the umbrella of the Columbus Agency of Central Ohio. We function as our own entity with some support in HR, mainly in HR and finance um, from Columbus. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, it's a good partnership. I I remember when they came down to watch uh, Dancing, uh, Dance for Kids Sake, and I think those people from Columbus are like, holy cow. (laughs) Yeah, we we have a good thing going down here. Absolutely. Just like Chillicothe has a good thing going. Yeah. And uh, so celebrity dancers, uh, how many are there? We have six groups this year. So we have Jade and Marshall Berry, Jade of the Sack, Marshall of Bright Solutions. We have Jonathan and Kristen Davis. Jonathan's the new superintendent out at Pickway Ross. He was the superintendent at Circleville Schools. So kind of both counties are represented there. Um, We have... Brad Bigelow and Kelly Bigelow. Wow. Kelly owns Rustic Gals. Brad is our contractor who's been doing a lot of work for our agency house, our building. We have Susie Webb and Allie Joseph. Uh, Susie is, um, she's out at Kenworth. So she's our Kenworth representative. We have Josh Tripp, intermediate principal at Chillicothe. 
and we have a group called Rhythmic Thunder, headed by Regina Yandila, a physician out at Adina. Yeah. And her other group members are Laura Adams, Valerie Good, Katie Neal, and Ben Kofer. Wow. So. Okay. And that heck of a memory right there. You have a lot of Ooh, people. I should have brought notes. No, no. <laughs> I was worried I was going to forget I gonna, somebody. <laughs> I was going to say, she, she doesn't have any notes. And she's no. just going off memory. <laughs> no, we have our celebrity dancers this year are a fantastic group. Yeah. They've... Um, they're doing a great job so far, getting our name out there, getting the mission out there, raising funds, getting sponsorships, moving forward with who knows what's ahead. So their training um, transitions has been a great support. They are offering all of our dance classes again for our dancers. That's awesome. So Stacy is great, supportive. Um, we've had a lot of support from Debbie Bettendorf and Dan Ramey. They're going to be our MCs again. Okay. Yeah. I think I'll leave our panel of judges a secret for now, just to have a little yeah. bit of a lure. Yeah. <laughs> we have three fantastic celebrity judges that are going to be up there on the stage. Well, so awesome. up at, we'll be up at Shoemaker Center, October 16th. Okay. That's when it is. October 16th. October 16th. Time? Doors open at six. Okay. Uh, with Hopefully dinner, <laughs> yeah. Um, live uh, silent auction, and then the event will start at seven. And how do they get tickets? Contact one of those dancers. Okay. Dancers are selling tickets, selling tables. All right. Yeah. And, but if if uh, they don't get one of those dancers, do we are planning on live streaming? Oh, of course, they could also contact the agency. Okay. Definitely have um, ability to sell tables and right. sell tickets also. And, and you're on uh, 2nd Street, and I just don't know the address. We're 173 okay. West 2nd Street. Yeah. So they can stop by. You can stop by the agency office. You can give us a call at 740-773-2447. Impressive. Um, or, yeah, on our Facebook and Instagram, you have all of those celebrity dancers. You can click on their photo. It will take you directly to their site. That's cool. Support them. I'm excited, even though if it's a hybrid anything, uh, just something to... Something to look forward to. Yeah. We all need something to look forward to. Something positive right. to look forward to. And it's, it's your biggest event. Yeah. Uh, what other events do you guys do uh, throughout the year? We also have Bowl for Kids Sake. Yeah. This year, of course, it was different. The, last year, I don't believe it happened. And this year, we had a community fun day in the park just to celebrate that. We are hoping to do that again normally, whatever normal is anymore, in April okay. next year. So that will be coming up. Um, we're probably going to be doing Bake for Kids Sake. That was a really great success last year in December around the holidays. So that will be a virtual event, most likely, if we do that um, the way that it happened last year. Okay. Well, that's up your alley because you like to bake. Absolutely. Yeah. My former my former life, that's what yeah. <laughs> I baked some, baked yeah. some of your girls' um, birthday cake. Yeah. Long time ago. Long time ago. <laughs> I know when I called her up for this, I said, "Well, we kind of know each other officially, maybe not." I don't know. She's like, "Yeah, you, I cooked your, your yep, picture." Yeah, and I remember a, a pink lemonade stand or something yeah, like that, that from Maeve. Or that was uh, yeah. was it Grace? Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember which one. So. Uh, and I could be completely wrong. Too. Meredith will, <laughs> Meredith will correct you later. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so I always end. Uh, what's your favorite breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Okay. And it doesn't have to, it could be in Spain. I mean, people travel. Yeah. I know. It's it's a hard one. Oh, that, that throws a wrench in it then. Okay. Well, normally for breakfast, I have coffee. <laughs> um, that's that's normal, actually. Yeah. Just do it, yeah. that at home because I have to wake up somehow. If I'm going somewhere, I love the quiche at 
Paper City. Yeah. Their quiche. I've never had it. Mini quiche. Oh, have one. Okay. They're fantastic. If I'm feeling like I need a treat, I'll go for the cinnamon roll. But if I need to be a little bit healthier, go for the quiche. Yeah. <laughs> um, lunch, I really, really love the um, grilled cheese and tomato soup at um, our kitchen. It's fantastic comfort food. And I was going to say something local for dinner, but I'm going to plug my favorite Spanish spot. It's called La Quinista. Okay. It's actually an Italian place in Valencia. <laughs> no rules. But they have a fixed menu where you just say what allergies or um, likes you have or don't have and they just start bringing you food and they surprise you they surprise you and it's fantastic i love it so i can say i don't really like goat cheese i wish i did but i don't i don't have any allergies and they start bringing me food yeah that's amazing everything's that they have i think seven tables so they can only serve up to i don't know 20 people at a time so you have to have reservations they have two different sittings they either nine o'clock or 10 30. Wow. So you just go and they start bringing you food. If I'm ever over there, I'm going there. Yeah. <laughs> I've had get uh, the address and I'll make you an, a reservation ahead of time. <laughs> there's a, uh, there was a restaurant in Columbus called Elena's and they they had a, something on their menu called surprise. And every time I went there, I was like, I'll, I'll take that. That's my favorite thing yeah. to do. If I'm, if I'm looking at a menu and I don't know what I want, I'll just say, okay, surprise me. I really like this. I don't really like this. Bring me something that I'm going to like. I've never been disappointed. No, no. When I do that, it's actually because they're they're on the hot seat. Like, oh, I should get something good for them, you know. Probably pay more when you do that because they probably bring you the most expensive. But you know, it's worked it, other ways for me because uh, <laughs> I do it and it puts the server on the spot. It does, but I have to believe that that makes their job a little bit more interesting yeah, too because right. they get to be creative. Right. So yeah. I love I love giving people the opportunity to be creative. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Uh, so. What's your, what book are you currently reading or what book would you like to share? All right. Um, I'm in between books right now. I, since starting this job, I've not had a lot of free time to read, but when I do read, I read to escape. Yeah. I also really like to read in Spanish to keep, to keep my language up. Um, it's kind of like if you don't use it, you lose it. So I read a lot of books in Spanish. The one I just finished is Isabel Allende's Paula, which is um, kind of an autobiography memoir of her daughter dying. Oh, wow. So it kind of reflects on, um, it was over the process of like a year and it reflects on her relationship with her daughter and a lot of the family relationship and family history. Um, Isabel Allende is a Chilean author who lives in the United States now. So a lot of her books are translated into um, all of her books are translated into English. Okay, good. Um, So Paula in English. Um, But it was just as a mother, it was a really interesting kind of look at the mother daughter relationship. I don't have daughters, but um, just kind of what it feels like to be a mother. And I can't imagine losing a child, but um, so I actually cried at certain points in this book. Um, but it, it was a really interesting book and I have another one of hers on the bookshelf ready to be picked up. And the next one is Elamante Japones, okay. which is the Japanese lover. So it's about an older woman in a nursing home and her supposed love interest. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll find out. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be good. So, and but that, I do that just to kind of keep up my, keep up my Spanish. Sure. 
Uh, Night Owl, Early Riser, both. Depends. I really love to get up early when I make myself because I love having the whole day ahead to be productive. But I really love those last few hours after the kids are in bed of um, relaxing. It's probably your only time. The only time to kind of decompress. And with your husband, right? Like, yeah, family meeting time. (laughs) That's kind of what we do too. So sit on the couch, watch a Netflix show or whatever. Whatever to escape. Just to escape a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Currently into Ted Lasso, if you haven't seen oh, it. Yeah. I am too, 100%. It's fantastic. I'm all caught up. Now I'm waiting until Friday. So. I did not like last week. No, I didn't either. It was awful. Yeah. It was it strange. Just, it didn't go with the rest of the no. series. Oh, I was so disappointed. I think everyone I talked to is like that too. Like, I'm that, so that sad. Sense. The first season was better than Friends, honestly. Yeah, it's good. And oh, I know. Yeah, so. Well, uh, I don't think it was too bad. I think you, <laughs> you did a great job and... Uh, I thank you for coming in. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This has been really fun. Absolutely. I like that you're highlighting some good stuff that's happening. Yeah, the good stuff. Exactly. Well, thank you. Thank you.